Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 147 of Smart Enough to Know Better. We're a podcast of science! Comedy! Ah, and ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. I'm Greg Wah. And in this episode of Smart Enough to Know Better, I'll turn your legs to jelly. Cuts! I'll be sailing backwards into Chicago in 1870. Dogs! But- and bears! Oh my! But before we get there, before before we get there, I, I want to. I just want to mention something that I'm going to mention again at the end. But I just want to mention it at the beginning so the people who switch off halfway through are like, "Oh, I didn't hear it." Oh, yes. So, uh, number one, where I've entered us into the Australian Podcast Awards. Oh, oh, we're very excited. Yes, that's right. Okay, we do not have a lot of votes yet. Oh no! And we're running oh, out of time. Uh, and we're, we're being beaten you know up. Because all of those radio shows and all those Melbourne comics are all sitting around, like, touching each other in some sort of yep. big circular fashion and yep. giving each other all their votes. And so yep. we, what we need are our listeners to figure out a way to rig the votes. That's right. Yeah, so try we're, to... We're also, going, we're also going up against all those ladies who are really, really, really keen for murder. Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I mean, like, super... I mean, they're, like, well, super no, no, keen no, no, for don't, murder. Don't tell them about that because... No. Like our listeners are the only people who don't yet know about those and haven't left us for the. But, uh, but it makes me worried. I, people kind of keep going, you know, the, the Me Too movement and and like the equality of the sexes or the inequality of the sexes, and I keep going. You do realize all these ladies are super into murder. You realize all they have to do is work out that men can be murdered quite easily and they'll what get away with it. What are you doing? And then don't, they're all they're, doomed. They're, don't join like, all those dots for them. That's, that's, they've, I mean, they've already listened to, they're trained to not yes. get caught over yes. and over and over yes. again. They've listened and they've learned from the best, inverted commas, best serial killers from around the world for the last couple of hundred years. And every week, that's all they talk about is how the ladies, other lady victims survived or didn't survive and what they would do. And so, therefore, they can turn that round and just just turn you into jam, Dan. All right. Well, do a, do a search for the Australian Podcast Awards or go to smartenough.org and it'll be in the show notes for how, where, where you can go and you can vote for Smart Enough No Better and then nine other murderer podcasts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on top of that, on Sunday the 17th of March, there is going to be another Science Says hosted <gasps> by Joel Gilmore. Ooh. Uh, and I will be in that one. Lordy B. And uh, there's, I think there's another one on, like, the 23rd or something, and I'm not going to be in that one. Yeah, that's, that's, that'll be the rubbish one. Well, yeah. Yeah, don't, 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 don't go to that one. Or go to both. Yeah, go to both. <laughs> Sorry, I mean to. And then compare them. Oh, yeah, do that. Yeah. But, yeah. but don't tell me if the second one's better. <laughs> tell me. Tell okay. Greg. But before, after we did that bit, but before we get to the other bits... What right. happened to you this week in science? I found something pretty fun that I thought I would tell the audience about this week in science. You see, in Australia, we are known for having big murderous animals or murderous animals, and everyone in the rest of the world talk about how dangerous Australia is. But we, we kind of think it's pretty boring. Koala, kangaroo. very dangerous. You can, get, you, can get, you can get chlamydia from both of these animals. It's terrible. You can't get koala chlamydia. Why not? Koalas can get... Like, what, don't... F- 
koalas. Oh, it's right, as easy as that. Right, I got it, I got it. But I'm always amazed by other countries that seem to have actual deadly things. I mean, like, I lived in a house once where I opened a, a cupboard and discovered a, a mummy black widow spider with all her babies. And I went, oh, that's nice. And I took the drawer out and I put it outside and, and she went on a merry way into the world, murdering her way across the mammalian landscape. But it didn't scare me. I kept thinking, well, it could hurt me, but it couldn't kill me. So anyway, I'm always pretty scared of when I went to America, especially for bears, I definitely wanted to visit bears and meet bears. Bears like seems like a large, well, they're the largest land predator that still exists. I'm all for bears. Anyway, I was looking up, talking about bears. I was looking them up, and then I noticed something. Well, I didn't notice it. Was pointed out to me, but but I did look into it. The fact that their scientific name for the Eurasian brown bear is Ursus arctus arctus. Now that is Latin for bear, and then Greek snow? for bear. Oh, sorry. No, Arctus sounds like snow. Well, Arctis, Arctis actually means bear in Greek. So it basically you have Ursus, your bear, bear, bear. So the Eurasian brown bear's scientific name in English is bear, bear, bear. Well, you can't get more definitive than that. Well, that's true. And the grizzly bear, which doesn't technically like if exist. You, is, if there was one that was like bear, bear, sparrow, you'd be like, well, what sort of animal is that? Well, it's, it's, it's like duck, duck, goose. It, it's, it's become – it's a weird game. Uh, grizzly bears, North American brown bears – Ursus Arctus Horribilis. So it's horrible bear bear. All right. Yep. You like that one? The North American black bear is the Ursus Americanus. American bear! Which makes sense. I like that one too. I would have thought the American bear would have been the biggest one. But I think because the brown bears are not... Have a rifle strapped to us. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's lots of brown bears around the world. So, I mean, because the Eurasian brown bear, then you have the North American brown bear. And, you know, that's, yeah, that one should be called the Ursus Americanus. It gets very confusing. And the the um, the polar bear is the Ursus Maritimus, ocean bear. Ooh. That sounds like a different species. An ocean bear, like a water bear, tiny. Teeny, <laughs> teeny, tiny. But they can't be killed. Can you imagine Aquaman goes with his brain powers and suddenly an Ursus Maritimus turns up? Then you'd know about it. You'd be going, huh, Aquaman, you're on the ice flows. Nothing can hurt me on the ice flows, Aquaman. And he's and suddenly polar bear. What is the rule? Like he can communicate with any of the creatures of the sea. Yeah, dolphins and things, somehow he can do that. Who knows, yeah. So, uh, like, a cow walks into the ocean. Can he suddenly understand him? No, I, I don't think... I don't, it, what, about it a, what about a, what about a, a, a walking fish? What a, a little a mud hopper. Yeah, so a mudskipper. He comes out of the water and walks across the beach, and then it's, it's like... still as a fish. Oh, I don't... No, 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 creatures of the ocean. Yes. Yes, it's a creature of the ocean. Well, the polar bear swims in the ocean quite a lot. But it's not a creature of the ocean. It's a, that's like saying you're the, a creature. It's like saying, Dan, you're the creature of the couch because you're on the couch all the time. So it's got to you're be not. born in the ocean. Maybe. Well, turtles aren't. Are turtles aren't born in the ocean. He could talk to turtles, can't he? Good point. Oh, my God. Aquaman's full of crap. I'm blowing this shit open. Oh, man. Like, I, what if I, he I, tries to talk to a bat and, yes. he's like, and the bat's like, I don't know what the f*** he's talking about. And then the bat hey. crashes in the ocean. It's like, oh, save me. I don't. I don't think. I don't think crashing into the ocean is what make, gives you the ability to talk to them anymore. Just because you have an accident somewhere doesn't make you that thing. It's like saying. It's like saying if you were in a plane and your plane fell out of the sky and you crashed in Central Australia, you can now count yourself as Indigenous Australian. That would go down very badly. Like, is it just the fluid? Like, is it just a born in fluid? Because can Ackerman talk to someone in embryonic fluid? Like, could he talk to a baby and then suddenly the baby can't <laughs> talk when it comes out? 
So is it basically is Aquaman like Doctor Who? Can he talk to babies? Um, I don't know. I want to see you now facing off against Jason Momoa and just calling him a liar and a cheat. That, but that in different me. languages, or well, yes. And, and in fish. do I need to be in the water? Yes, yes, and then he can talk to you. Right, I want to move on with this because it, it gets more interesting with the no, bears. No, I want to loiter at this. I, no, this no, we're, is, we're, this we're moving on. Bl- terrible. This has blown my brain wide open. This, Look, is, this, is, this feels this like a crypto zoo. This is a whole different crypto zoo. We'll get into it later. So where does the word bear come from? Where does the English word bear? Well, it seems to come from the proto-Germanic bar for brown. So basically, the English speakers were just yelling, brown, 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 as a Eurasian brown bear, which is probably the thing you should be yelling when a large predator comes barreling towards you. You haven't got time to go, I say, old man, there seems to be a bear coming. I say, balls to that. Just scream uh, it. Arctus, Arctus, Arctus. Arctus. Yes. It's like, Arctus, Arctus, Arctus. Wait, is there brown, three brown, of them or there's only one of them? Well, that's. I think if someone said if someone went bear, 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 or brown, 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 I would assume there's three, and I'd run much harder. Yeah, so I'd assume that one wanted really hot porridge, and one wanted really cold porridge, <laughs> and one wanted just right porridge. Well, then where does where does the Proto-Germanic word come from? It comes from Proto-Indo-European for brun, which also means brown. So still yelling brown, brown, brown. Yep. But there has been a total tip over of this idea that there's no such thing as Brun in Proto-Indo-European. And it's actually Gwer. So the thing, this idea that it's, it's, it never existed. And so you're, what you're technically yelling is Gwer, Gwer, Gwer. And Gwer means wild animal. So it's wild animal, wild animal, wild animal, which is also a good thing to yell if being charged by a bear. Yeah. So, okay, so we now live in a world that basically bears are big and brown and scary, which I think, and their names back that up. Finally, here's the part that blew me away. The Arctic Circle is named for the bears, not the other way around. Arctos, Arctos, Arctic, come from the same root words. So it's named for the place of the bears, which is cool. So that's where there are bears in the Arctic. It's very cool. It's very, it is, yes. Now, of course, this does mean, uh, totally by chance, Antarctic means basically not the Arctic. It's the opposite side. But technically, that also means it's the place of no bears, which is actually true. Oh, so yeah. the Arctic is the place of the bears, and the Antarctic is the place of the no bears. And there are never bears in the Antarctic. There are only penguins. What's Germanic for penguin? What's proto-Germanic for penguin? They, they probably didn't have one because there weren't any penguins in proto-Germany. Mm. Or proto Indo Europe. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I suppose that's a best case scenario then. So now our planet, we do live effectively in the Goldilocks zone because you have bears in the Arctic Circle, no bears in the Antarctic Circle, but there are just a n- good number of potential bears. Schrodinger's bears in the centre. There's no bears in Australia. It's also Antarctic. But, uh, uh, no bears in Africa. It's Antarctic. New Zealand. It's Antarctic. There you go. If you're yes. using it as an adjective. Yes, fair enough. I can see that, yes. There are bears in Asia, so that doesn't work. Sun bears and that sort of stuff in Indonesia and around there. So there's definitely bears there. Yeah, there are no bears. Koala bears yeah. don't count, Americans. Are We're there chairs sorry. over there? Uh, there are people with games. Oh, no, I have heard about those. <laughs> and now we all have stories to tell. Uh, my Week in Science, I learned Ooh. how to kill birds. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Is this, is, this, is this tying in with our murder podcast, women? Oh, it can. <laughs> it can because these things are nasty oh okay yeah they're called the well, well, hang on what well, women podcasters are nasty what are you saying i did not say that i'm up to murder women podcasters uh, oh right i would not stand a chance <laughs> i haven't listened to enough murder podcasts <laughs> so you you learn to kill birds yes right there's a type of bird 
in Australia called the Asian Miner. Ooh. And it looks like a it looks like a little thief. It looks like if the it looks like the Beagle Boys have been put have been, their colours have been inverted. It's a Beagle little, Boys. Yeah, a the, nice topical reference for our younger audience. People know what Ducktales is. Okay. There's a new Ducktales out. It's got David oh, Tennant as the voice. Oh, of, I stand corrected. Of, uh, Uncle Piku, which is the French version of uh, Scrooge McDuck. Uncle Piku. Yeah. So what he eats? Is he Piku too? He does not. Oh, okay, right. Okay, no, good. Piku so, means money or something in or, for legal, or coins. For legal reasons, French. he cannot pe- ever chew. Uncle Pico can never chew. No, well, uh, he's a duck. He just swallows things whole. I assume. Oh, they do, and and rapes. Whoa! Oh my goodness! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Ducks are ducks are a bit rapey. Wow. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my! That's sorry. That's horrifying. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I shouldn't have. Yes, suddenly that came oh, out of nowhere. Life is like a hurricane. All right. <laughs> so the Asian miners are not supposed to be here in Australia. Right. They are supposed to be in Asia. That's true. Look, all around India and through the Philippines and such. They're a little black bird with little orange eyes. They look kind of like a little goth bird. <laughs> I don't know if I've... If, I, I always mixed up the one I'm thinking of. Like there's the minor bird and then there's the Asian minor. And there's I the noisy one, minor. Noisy minor. I never know which one I'm thinking of. The noisy minor's got a lot of grey patches on it, and it mm. is. And they're real aggressive and real yeah. angry, and they're supposed to be here. Oh, okay. They'll sit quite close to you too. Right. Like they're quite t- naturally tame. Okay. Okay, but the Asian miners are no good because they eat the same food as the other birds, in, and they force out the uh, the magpies and the kookaburras. Mm, okay. And we like magpies and kookaburras. We do. They're endemic. Hmm. The big problem with the Asian miners, though, is that they, because they're, being so, they're so successful, they're laying lots of eggs, okay. and so they're using up all of the holes that the other birds want to use to lay in. That's how you make eggs. And then the currawongs come along, mm. and for some reason they like the eggs quite a lot. Of the Asian miners, and so Ooh. they eat the eggs. Oh yeah, I like currawongs. And now there's too many currawongs because they're eating all of the Asian miner eggs. That's not a bad thing. Currawongs are cool. Yeah, but now there's too many of them. Oh, and they force out the kookaburras and the magpies as well. Oh, and, it, and the boo. whole so there's this all these balances and counterbalances happening in our environment. Oh, please tell me, please tell me your answer is to reintroduce wolves. No, no, oh. but I will talk about that a little bit uh, in a Ooh. moment, actually. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Didn't. the Frog Princess and I went to a, a meeting put on by the Brisbane City Council on how to trap Asian miners. Oh. And you get a, a wire cage with a little tiny door on it, like a crab trap, and you put cat food in the middle <laughs> as bait because the Asian yep. miners really like protein-rich food. So all the other birds will go for bread, but the Asian miners will go for the cat food. They'll come into the cat food. They'll come through the door. They manage to get through the door, they'll eat the cat food, and then they won't be able to get out because their vision mm. isn't good for a little tiny wire in front of them. Okay. So they look around them and they're like, oh, it's it's just open air. And they keep walking yep. into this wire and going, I can't get out of this open air. There's like a weird <laughs> shield up and they can't find the door. Yep. And so then they end up going through another door into the second cage and they all get stuck in there. And if there's only one stuck in there and then you come out, it'll freak out and give off an alert cry, and no more minor birds will come along. So you've okay. got to wait. The one minor bird is like, all chill, and then another minor bird will come down and go, hey, that looks cool, cat food, I love cat food. And it'll come into the <laughs> cage and eat some more, and they'll be like, oh, we're just two 
Asian miners hanging out and other miners come along and go, oh, cool, we'll hang out too. And then you end up with a whole <laughs> bunch of Asian miners in the same cage. And mm-hmm. only then can you step out and go, we're going to rescue you and take you to a vet where they're going to gonna... rescue you to sleep. And now we're going to hit you with this bat? No, they just they just uh, euthanize them with gas. Oh, okay. Probably yeah, gas yeah. or maybe a neat little needle. I don't know. Maybe. And then yeah. they get fed to snakes. <laughs> and the circle of life continues. So what stops other good birds from getting stuck in there, like currawongs? They don't like, I'm going want... to eat the eggs right out of you. They mm. don't, well, they don't want the cat food. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, it's the cat food. So what stops cats going, yay, that's full of cat food and birds, two things I love to eat the most? Nothing. If we catch cats, that's even better for the local oh. birds. God, I'd love to catch cats. Oh, that'd be so good. Oh, I would cats. put them down in droves. Get, put your cats, well, leave your cats inside, everyone. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. Pets shouldn't be outside. I know you people are angry about that, but you don't, your cats shouldn't be outside. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be outside. Be I mean, they, they should. should in, you know, Persia. Yes. Or, you know, uh, well, the, the, let them outside the Felix, in Egypt. In the, the, um, I, think, I think the original cats were actually Asian. They're Asian. No, um, we've done this. It was Egypt. It was a walk of shame. Oh, okay. It was a walk of shame was for it? you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. It was, remember, it was Felix Sylvester, Sylvesticus. Yeah, but it's not the one. Interesting, interesting. We'll we'll, we'll get back onto that a bit later, I think. Hmm. Oh, hmm. All right. Sure, sure, hmm. sure. Hmm. Uh, now, cane toads, also an invasive species. The Asian yes. miners are called the cane toads of the sky. Oh, well, that's, that's pretty cool. Cane toads are called the cane toads of the ground, <laughs> for similar reasons. But you notice there's, like, lots more ibises around in Brisbane. Yes, yes. Yeah. But they're amazing. They're amazing. I love the ibis. Poor Brisbaneites hate ibises. I never understand it. They're amazing. They're cool. You know why there's so many of them? Why is that? The reason that there's so many ibises is because they eat little baby cane toads. And now oh, right. there's heaps more baby cane toads. So they come nice. in and they eat them all up. And now there's too many f***ing ibises as well. The circle so of life. too many cane toads, too many ibises, too many karawongs. It's all, yeah. all going to come to a head. That's true, and yep, and then there'll be, that, yep. There too, many be mod- too many goats. Too many goats. Too many goats. There are goats it, on this island. Off. There shouldn't be goats in Australia. We, we shouldn't have goats in Australia. So. I mean, they're delicious, but. Yeah, yeah, but that was fine. Snack them and eat them, but don't bloody let them wander around. Well, they wander around Cat- on an island off, yes. uh, off the Queensland coast, and so some, some clever clogs came up with this brilliant idea. Oh, yes. Stuck two dingoes on the island. Oh, right, yes. And they say, well, what if the dingoes go and they murder all of the native birds, instead, which are easy to catch, rather than the goats that are hard <laughs> to catch? And they went, ah, yes. we've thought of that, and so we've put collars on them that will yep. inject them with cyanide automatically oh, after five years. Oh. oh, good. Yeah. So it's three years in. They've uh, killed three years' worth of local birds and not caught any goats. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. sounds like the plot to The Running yeah. Man. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. And also, I'm assuming that they weren't like male and female dogs. They were, you know, <laughs> they were that'd be bad. Uh, they were Otherwise, both male, but nature yeah. finds a way. Nature finds Joe a way. Joe Goldblum told me all about that. <laughs> Have you ever had the dream, Dan, where your friendly household moggy is very large or you're very small? And so suddenly the, the friendly lap cat that you've always loved as a child has turned up and doesn't realize that you're the its boss, basically its friend at the moment. And a human and a cat can be friends. And it, then it, it chases you around the house and you're like, no, no, kittles. Like, 
I've never had a size change dream, no. Oh, there, oh, there you go. Oh, well, some people have. Well, I'm just pointing out that this may actually be real. That'd be cats, a good dream to have. Cats, well, I, I dream quite well, thank you very much. Uh, cats are getting bigger. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, is it all the, all the Asian miners they're eating? No, no, no. They're actually, so it's not just fat either. I'm talking about actual cats in general are getting bigger, which is really weird because when you domesticate an animal, they normally get smaller. So Ooh. dogs are about 25% smaller than wolves, which they, of course, came from. But cats are actually bigger than they used to be. Humans got and, bigger when we domesticated ourselves? No, I don't know about that. Did we? We, um, I don't, I, I can't, ooh, I'm not sure about that at all. That's a definite walk of shame, I think. Didn't we used I, to be like four and a half foot tall and now we're like massive? No, Look at me, necess- I'm huge! Not necessarily. I'm I don't, huge! I don't know. I think bad dieting can lead to, yes, and better diets have led to larger humans, but as it, I don't know if. Yeah, mm, larger huge. humans! But also the difference between domestication and self domestication, that's a, that is a slightly different thing. Anyway, the point of this is. Cats are getting bigger. And when they looked into this, they, they looked at Viking cat skeletons, which sounds like the coolest thing I've read all week, to be honest. It was. Viking cat skeletons. The Vikings would look after cats. They'd and have they their, were, little ho- their little helmets with their just, little horns on top of their helmets. It's, 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 it's like, oh, it's like, look at little Thor. No, no, little Thor. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I can hear our listeners going, uh, Vikings didn't have horns on their helmets. But you know what? Viking cats did. So yes, stuff it up your pedantic bottoms. <laughs> So they used to have cats and they were pet cats, but if things got very bad, they would skin them, eat them, and wear their pelts as clothes. So it did happen, but they were cats who ate mice, but also were pets as well. So they, they were domesticated animals. And those animals were about 16% smaller than modern moggies on average, of course. Wow. So cats are definitely getting bigger and when they looked at these cats that were killed, they're actually killed quite humanely. So it wasn't like someone going, I hate cats, like hitting them with a stick. They're, it looks like their necks were broken quite humanely. They, they'd been held, comforted, and then killed. Let me get so a pen. Let me get a pen. It, <laughs> so, yeah, they look like these animals were killed as humanely as possible. But we're not too sure why they're 16% bigger than the Viking Age. Ah, here it was. This was in the Danish Journal of Archaeology because, of course, it was. That's the only place you're going to hear about Viking cats is in the Danish Journal of Archaeology. They're the people on the ground. They are. They, they, they know their Danishness, Vikings and cats. And so we're not too sure why, whether there's better um, – they, they think maybe it's because with domestication there was more food because we were feeding them. But then also when they became truly animals of – like we weren't, we didn't use them to hunt mice anymore. We fed them again. But we don't know if that's the reason that they all got a lot larger, not just fatter, but physically larger. But also maybe there's a DNA change which you're going to look into. So your cat is bigger than it was. Hmm. So those what? people who love chonky cats – I have a theory. Chonky cats – then basically rejoice, your cats are going to get chunkier. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. So dogs used to be wolves. They had to run around with their great big muscles to catch deer. And mm. then when we domesticated them, they became more alarm systems and they didn't have to catch food because we were catching the food for them. But Maybe, cats, yeah. we domesticated them, but we domesticated them to do all the hunting. So they would get bigger and – like they would we- – have, the, oh, um, have better food, although then that doesn't work with like beagles because beagles hunt as well. Yeah, I don't think I think I think the concept of domestication when we brought when we allowed them to live with us originally, we they weren't domesticated. They, they were an animal that we put up with around us because it ate mice. 
it wasn't a domesticated cat at that point. Maybe partially, but not really. We, the true domestication is when we invite them into our house as, as companions more so than hunting animals. So, yes, they would still eat mice and things that in the house. That would have been a big sliding scale, though, surely. Of, of course, of course. So, But it doesn't fit in that they would suddenly not have food because they were hunting mice. They weren't getting bigger then. They were getting, I, mean, I guess they did get bigger then, but they continued to get bigger even when they got into our houses and slept on your bed for 27 hours a day. So I'm not too sure. I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert on this. We'd have to ask the Danes, I think. I figure that cats have not really been sitting on beds until like a couple of hundred years ago. Probably, yeah. But they definitely are getting bigger then still, from 1870 onwards. Oh, wow. So they're still getting bigger. That's the thing. It's it's not a yeah. It's, it's not just yeah, the we, Viking era. We should figure out how to stop that. They, they, it's it's going to end. It'll end badly for us, yeah. It'll but end then in tears. All I've wanted is, is like a giant cat. I mean, the cat I want in the whole wide world are those giant savannah cats, which is a domestic cat that's almost a medium to large dog size. That can't, that can't end badly, surely. This is a very animal-heavy podcast. Yeah, cool. And I'm about to introduce you to a whole bunch of organisms. We've talked about killing cats. No, we've talked about killing birds. We've talked about killing cats. And now we're going to talk about colonies of things. Yeah. Awesome. Are you going to kill them? Oh, I wish. (laughs) We've got no chance. Oh, really? Colonies of creatures that work together for the common good of their colony. Sounds like humans. They build a seagoing vessel, raise a sail up, and catch the prevailing winds. Some members of the colony are dedicated fishermen, catching, subduing. Ah, I had a whole thing. All right, well, skip ahead, skipping ahead, (laughs) skipping ahead, (laughs) skipping ahead. I love Uh, these things. These are amazing. Go, 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 go. Yes. Talk about these things. They catch, subdue, and reel in huge fish. The nutrients are spread to each member of the colony. They're responsible for 10,000 attacks on Australians every year. Sorry, do you want me to go back? No, no, you've ruined it all anyway. You've You've ruined it it all. You know, you you sit here like like yelling out of the audience like a heckler. He's behind you. Mm. He's behind you. Shut up. 10,000 attacks on Australian people. I know where the f*** he is. We choreographed all this. I know exactly where he's going to be every single show. You stupid little prick. Wow. Get out of my panto. Dan is available for parties, ladies and gentlemen. He's a constant performer for many years. <laughs> okay. okay. So that niece or nephew you don't really like, invite Dan over. He'll also kill some minor birds while he's there. When these colonies... Colonies of what, Dan? What are, are they? Under sail. Oh, yes. They are compared to the naval battleship of the same name, Ooh. the Portuguese Man O' War. Dun, dun, dun. Or, or as we call it in Australia. Greg? Oh, I don't know. Try to call it in Australia. Now. <sighs> you, Matt, you, I, Matt, let's call Matt. I, I don't go for. I don't know. What are they called in Australia? I don't know. They're called blue bottles. Really? Yeah. You've never seen a beach full of blue bottles? You've never heard them called blue bottles? But they don't. No, they, but they don't colony up and put up sails and bugger off that's as a exact, man of war does. No, that's 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 a man of war. That's a man of war. Yeah. I'm very confused. Oh, so was I. Okay. I didn't realize. I, I mean, blue bottle is a jellyfish, and man of war are a jellyfish, as far as I'm aware. But I didn't think they were the same thing. You are confused. Whoa. 
Well, number one, it's not a blowfly. Right, good. There is a blowfly in Britain called a blue bottle. Right. I used to be very confused about that, reading about blue bottles upsetting people in British kitchens in my Wizard and Chips comics. (laughs) I see. It's like, what? How did they get from the ocean? And and it's it's like you open the window, oh, I think I'll get some fresh air. Open window, (laughs) ah, 10,000 attacks. <laughs> it's terrifying. Oh yeah, and it's and seeing it's you be sitting there going, "Honey, why is that Portuguese man of war warship coming down the street?" Close the window, Harold. Oh, it's too late. Da, 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 da. It was much closer and much smaller than I thought. That's right. I didn't think it'd have tentacles of horror to sting my face. I don't know what this accent is. I'm enjoying it though. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. There is a wingless wasp that looks like an ant in the southeast of Australia. Also called a blue bottle. Right. Okay. That's Super confusing. No, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not okay, talking good. about the fly or the wasp that looks like an ant. Okay, so put good. them out of your mind. Which I didn't even know about. Okay. Now. You're just confusing the yeah. issue. Yeah. Okay, good. So we're talking about the jellyfish. Right. The jelly, And it's definitely a jellyfish? It's, it's not a jellyfish. <laughs> Son of a... There are some killer jellyfish in Australia. Oh, absolutely. The box Irukandji. jellyfish? Box jellyfish, yes. The, the Irukandji is a type of box jellyfish that oh, is from deeper waters that will mess you up quite badly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Um, hey, does Aquaman ever use, like, the real nasty jellyfish? Yeah, I bet he, Well, I know his uh, girlfriend in the movie wore them as a sexy wedding dress. That's a Ow, bad idea. No, that's a well, bad that, idea. Well, that would, that would... that If you don't like your husband, though, it keeps him away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a you know bunch of blue bottles all over her and one box jellyfish. Where is it? A box. Uh, nah, 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 nah. I I I was thinking he's gonna let that joke hang and then I'm gonna go no oh, Dan and then you said the joke and I just don't want to say anything now. Now I just feel weird. Yeah, good, good. No, that's the that was the. Yeah, I I, I was I, I this could go really well. No, I didn't. I didn't at all. <laughs> Like so I tell hit, me about I, the jellyfish. Tell me that the jellyfish is not a jellyfish. Okay. The man of war is a siphonophore, a group of genetically identical creatures that bud into differently shaped organisms. Oh my God. So all of your cells have the same DNA, but they undergo different wow. process to make you look like you do. This is a creature that instead of being one creature with lots of cells that are different, is heaps of creatures that sort of make up a colony. Right. You can have some cells that turn into the gas bag, and then there's some cells that form the little raft that it sits on, and then some cells that form the tentacle or form tentacles. Form the sexy parts of the part of the body. Mm. Now, I got quite confused because I read that these things can grow up to 30 centimetres long with hundreds of fishing tentacles that can extend 50 metres. They, they can have pink or purple on them. That little baby is the Atlantic Portuguese man of war. Okay. Okay. That's a di- that's a different thing. Over here, we have the Indo-Pacific variation. Okay. It's, it's always blue. It's only one fishing tendril, and they also tend to be tiny. Oh, this is why I had no idea then. Okay. Yeah. Right. I've seen thousands of these things. I've never seen one longer than five centimeters. Right. They're- I don't think I've ever seen one. I'm now looking online at them. I'm looking at the ones we have in Australia. I've never seen one. Did- wow. I've never seen one of these things. I've, I've seen the, what I thought, the man of war. I've seen that, not in real life, but I've seen it. Like, you know, I knew, but we're now looking at the, the Indo-Pacific Portuguese man of war. No, never seen that animal in my life. That not blows even. me away. 
I guess it just wasn't dangerous enough. I lived in North Queensland where it was all Irukandji and box jellyfish, which would just flat out murder you. So I guess they weren't scary enough. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they don't, didn't appear up there as much. I know they yes. turn up on the. I mean, they're in huge proportions on the Gold Coast at the moment. Oh, there you go. So no, if, no, if, you I, went, if you went there, they'd be all over, scattered all over the beach. And also, I don't go to the beach because it sucks. So um, that might be it too. Oh, yeah, no, that, no that, that'd be it. I've, I've, <laughs> I've camped at the beach. I've seen plenty of these things. Oh, that's weird. That's, I've learned something. Okay. Their, their tentacles generally grow up to about 10 metres long. Right. Wow. Now, each colony, so each one of those little things that's floating in the water or washing up on the beach, has a specific gender or sex. Uh, you don't get a mix of organisms in a colony that are different sexes. Okay, right. A- so you go, like, you, you go, this is a dude man of war, it's a, it's a, or it's a dudette man of war. Yeah. Okay, cool. And each colony is either left or right-handed. Oh, nice. So they grow up, and some of them are left-handed, some of them are right-handed, which you can tell because they've got a little sail above their bubble. Right. So they've got a little gas sack that makes them float on the surface that they can deflate and hide under the water if they want to. That's so weird. And they make their own gas in there. They don't just That's... suck in the air. They Oh, wow. They process stuff, and they they put gas inside them. What are these things? Well, this, this can't be something that evolved on this planet. What's going on here? It's madness. It's pretty weird. But they've got a little sail, and if the sail sort of arcs to the left, then the wind will catch it in a different way to the ones that arc to the oh, right. So whenever right. there is a bunch of them born, they'll always split into two groups. And if one gets washed <laughs> up on a beach, the other one will keep going yep, in order right. to spawn more. That's very cool. Yeah. That's a random chance that leads to... Protecting some and killing others. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like wow. ma- it's like making two of your kids walk to school so that they're healthy and two of your kids get driven so they're unhealthy but less likely to be abducted. Well, it, and I was, I was I was just thinking, you send someone through one, you go, you go through this suburb and you go through that suburb and it's li- there's little chance that murderers will be waiting in both suburbs. Yeah, because some so- suburbs have different socioeconomic patterns. Yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. And and, and just and it's easy for murderers to get to it. So, yeah, okay. that's good. So to continue with the confusion, <laughs> I am allergic to them. Oh, wow, okay. Or at least I thought I was. I have been stung twice in my life and I get red patches all over my body. Mm. It turns out that the venom from a sting can travel to your lymph nodes and cause symptoms that mimic an allergic reaction. Oh, wow. Okay. The difference, though, is too complex to go into here. No, it's fair enough. So it's basically being allergic to them, except it's not a proper allergy, and a scientist will come and go, this man died from something that wasn't, wasn't technically an allergy, <laughs> but has all the hallmarks of an allergic reaction. I've been hit with box jellyfish before <gasps> around my legs. Oh, around my no. leg. And round on my hand, arms, yeah. That was when I lived in North Queensland. Survived both of those. Burnt like fire. Chemical. It was bad. Like, bad news. Little mm. tendril of horror. Yeah, very bad news. And then in Thailand, swimming, I got smashed across the chest by, uh, and so did Girl Clumsy, smashed across the chest by something. A, st- a stingy. Don't know what it was. And I had the horrible moment where I went, oh, I hope that's not an Irukandji because I- I've got, like, 30 seconds to get to the boat before I die. Mm. And and it was that terrible when I was in deep, deep, deep water going, oh, no, if I die now, if I pass out now, I'm dead. Like, yeah. And, and, and I'll be long. I'll be, yeah, but I didn't. I was fine. But, yeah, but I, it hurt. It hurt like fire. It was very – it's yeah. not fun. It's, these things are painful. Yeah, the blue bottles just feels like you get, you've been hit by a couple of wasps. Okay. 
So, which hurts quite a bit. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. They can kill you. Uh, It's not very often, but it has happened. You can go into cardiovascular collapse or go into anaphylactic shock and your airways shut down. Oh, good. (laughs) So that is the Indo-Pacific Portuguese man of war. I love the idea they're a colony creature. Now, wouldn't it be awesome? You're like, so what do you do in the colony? Oh, I'm part of the sale. What do you do? I'm a feeding tentacle. Well, I'm a gonad. And I was like, ah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> What's got one cell and has sex? This guy. They have no thumbs. Ah, but, uh, damn it. Hey, hey, thumb guy. Point up and point at me. What's got one cell and has yeah. sex? That guy yeah. over there. Finger Thank guy. Point- Give him his answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's so weird that I always wonder how that evolved. Like, how did and how did that work? And are they the same species now? Are they because the gonads make all the other parts of the colony? Yeah, and I wonder: does it make is it is it making different sorts of creatures, or that they do they just develop in a different way? Or you know, what is it? I, well, I don't what, understand that. I mean, much. what's the difference? Well, what makes you a sail bit and a gonad bit and a, and a, they must be built cellularly differently. What makes you the big tendrily bit? What makes you the gas bag bit? I, I don't understand how that works. So what is it just different chemicals in your body activated at a certain time and therefore you turn into a gas baggy bit? It's really interesting. I just mm. don't understand well, they, it enough. They bud. So maybe it's a similar sort of thing to what makes you a leaf bit and what makes you a thorn bit. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because human beings, we're all female when we start out and then we mutate up into males, like different chemicals kick in and we develop differently. So maybe it's the same thing. Maybe they just get a chemical signal saying, nope, you're not a, an airbag, you're a gonad. You're like, hooray, and then you change like that way. I don't mm. know. It's weird. It's so weird, Dan. Oh, we're, 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 you've, you've, you've created more questions than you've answered, Dan. What are you doing? Oh, you'd think I would be smart enough to know better. <laughs> uh, excellent. Must be like that fun bit in the movie where they say the title of the movie. Yeah, yeah, People no, are going to be waiting 147 yeah. episodes just to say that. <laughs> that's it. End of podcast forever. I read that once and it was saying, as soon as the people say the name of the movie in the movie, you should just stand up and walk out. That's, just, <laughs> that that's what just I was waiting dead. for. Yeah. And you just walk and go, oh, there it is. And then you yep. leave. <laughs> there we go. That's what the Pelican brief is. I don't that's need right. to see any more. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, uh, that certainly is a clear and a present danger. I'm going to get up and go. I, I'm, wait, wait, what else do you need to know? Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to my next one now. Is it another animal? Oh, yes. Of course it's another animal. Dogs. I like dogs. Dogs are pretty cool. We've evolved next to dogs. Dogs have changed over time. We've changed over time with dogs. It's one of those species we've kept around for 10,000 years, 15,000 years or so, and we've changed each other, which is really interesting. We didn't just change them, though we have seriously changed them. They're one of the very few animals that can look at a human face and understand what's going on emotionally with a human face so they can see your face and go, oh, you're sad or you're, you're, you're happy. Oh, I, really I don't, they, they don't really understand me because I'm like, who's a good dog? Who's a good dog? And they just look at me baffled. Well, they, they can't answer. They don't answer. They're not like, right. well, it's obviously not me. <laughs> well, you're not a big animal person, though. You, I mean, you point this out. You like killing birds and, and you'd kill all the cats if you could. So, yeah, I'm but, dogs. you know, in my defense, in my defense, <laughs> I want to kill and those birds. Really you're not really into female podcasters either. Like, they, they, they may have a. 
in my defence... <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> the, the great thing about those female podcast listeners is that oh. it's really easy to sneak up on them with the earbuds in. Oh, no. No, don't put... No. <laughs> no. Because they actually do worry about that, Dan. That's a real thing that people worry about. Yeah, I know. Which is... Like, that's the irony of the situation oh, right. is that, oh, you know, okay. they're, they're worried about it and they're listening to your podcast will make them worry more. But in a way that makes them more susceptible to, you know, more behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was that's not cool. Oh, so you're, we're we're protecting our listeners by just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, ladies, if you're out for yeah. a jog or something, just quick just look over your back shoulder. That guy looks real sus to me. That's Does right. he look sus to you? Is that a ding ding ding? No, just have the look over your shoulder. Ding ding ding. Yeah. Ding ding ding. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, that's me. Uh, that, that's me. Don't worry about me. I'm just... Yeah, that's actually me. Uh, I'm Dan. Oh, no. No, oh, I, no, no, no. Just, it was just by coincidence. I'm not I'm not stalking anyone. I just oh, happened oh, to no. be the guy, and I just, yeah, mis- I just mistook myself for myself. For someone else, I mean. What's the chances, statistically, what are the chances now of one of our listeners hearing this podcast, being at that moment, looking over their shoulder... And f- actually finding you there. Well, look, you know what? You ke- you keep giving away my location on the podcast, so they could pro- they're probably all like s- hunting around my like my my neighbourhood. I love the idea that I'm the women- one in danger here. <laughs> I love the idea of all these women just standing at your fence line, but not kind of weirdly children of the corn facing away from you, um, but but all just kind of looking all their backs facing. <laughs> uh, anyway. Dogs. Anyway, let's go on to dogs. Yeah, right. dogs. Are, dogs are funny. Oh, uh, hang on, no, dog- no, hang on. But no, the reason I want to kill the birds and the cats oh, is so that yes. other animals survive. Better like animals dogs? that I like, like more. Like dogs? No. F- dogs. <laughs> I mean, don't f- dogs. That's how you get chlamydia. That's how you uh, get chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we go out of control. <laughs> okay. Okay, 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 I'm recovered. So dogs. Dogs have changed over time, we've changed over time, and we've made the noble wolf into a range of horrific forms, which we call breeds, which aren't actually breeds. You can breed all sorts of dogs together. There's, a breed was a, a, a rubbishy thing created only a couple hundred years ago that different dogs were different. We just, you know, you can make humans, you can breed humans the same way and they'd still be humans. Anyway, the point of this is, you get little tiny little dogs, and you get big, big, big dogs, and everything in between. Yep. Different processes for hunting rats, and for sitting on laps, and for climbing trees, and for chasing wolves, and you know, running very fast on tracks. And I've always wondered. I'll be honest, gentle listener, and Dan, I I'm not a big fan of little dogs. I don't like them really. If I'm, I, I have a habit of calling them things like rats because I always find them a little bit awful and bad. They real yappy. They're yappy and they're pissy about and, – and I don't like the fact that we breed dogs now that can't breathe properly and that have hip dysplasia, though that's a big dog thing as well. Anyway, it annoys me. But it's not the dog's fault. I've never hurt a dog because of it. But I, if someone says, ooh, look at my horrible chihuahua, that not they say that. Or look at my French bulldog thing. I always go, oh, this poor mutant monstrous thing with its giant bulging eyes and its, it's rasping breath. Anyway, I don't, I'm not a big fan of them. The point mm. I'm trying to make here. I should actually, I I, I, hang on, I'll just make a note of the time code because I know that one of our special listeners who gets abused, Scott Driscoll, has one of these dogs. So I just want to yes. be able to play that over and over at him about how much you hate his dog. That should um, work. Well, I, That'll fill I out could, a week. <laughs> that would be good. 
I don't hate his dog. I just yeah, anyway. The point of this is, I like big dogs. I've always liked big dogs, and I've always wondered, and I've always thought in my from my own uh, stories and my own experience that big dogs were just smarter. They were just better dogs. They were smarter. Everything about big dogs, which they were just amazing. Little dog sucked. But I always thought that's got to be my bias because I like big dogs. So and now science has stepped in to answer the question. Hey. And the answer is big dogs are smarter than little dogs. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So it seems that larger brain dogs, so bigger dogs, Hmm. outperform smaller dogs on measures of executive functions. So things like uh, short-term memory, yep. self-control. Yep. All the bigger dogs do much, much better than littler dogs. Mm-hmm. Cryptic crosswords? Cryptic crosswords, absolutely no problem at all. So I was very, very excited. I was like, finally, vindication. Stop breeding little dogs and just breed giant dogs. And in the end, we'll have like, you'll be able to come home and your dog will go, how was your day at work, master? And you're like, don't call me master. I find it weird. Okay, Greg. Let's go play in the park. Because we keep breeding them small, we, we can't do that, you see. Yeah, uh, I don't want talking dogs. You don't want talking dogs? I want that on the record. Talking dogs are horrific. Well, I, think you're, I think you're horrific, so that's, you shut up. Um, <laughs> no, I've seen <laughs> talking dogs and there's something real unsettling about that shit. Of course. Like it's someone, uncanny valley stuff. Yeah, someone teaches their dog and it's like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Like you're just like, nope, no, you don't. No, you don't. Put that thing down. <laughs> you're just one of those humans that go, the only thing we have is our intelligence. The closer they get to us, the more they're going to kill us, just like murder-listening podcast women. So murder-listening no, 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 podcast no, 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 women no, 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 no. and dogs. I don't like things saying stuff that they don't understand that they're saying. And the dog doesn't understand it's saying I love you. It's just this horror. It's like a. It's like it's like that girlfriend who's like I love you too, honey. But she only says it when you, she's walking out the door, and you're just like <sighs> she didn't mean that. She oh. was just she was just shaking hands on the social contract, but she's waiting to leave. She was just squirting noise through her voice box. She didn't know what she was doing. It was just a weird noise that she was making that made you happy. If anyone's listening still <laughs> at all, but all the small dog owners and lovers, it, I don't get it all my own way. It seems that the dog brain size does not predict how dogs perform on social intelligence. So things like following a human pointing, nothing to do with size. They also it doesn't affect their physical reasoning ability. So how to get under something or get through something or find a treat in a room or that sort of stuff. So it's only got to do with short-term memory and self-control. Now, this is really weird because we don't think of having brain sizes. Well, in humans, it doesn't seem that having a larger physical, vo- larger volume brain doesn't make you smarter than someone with a smaller volume brain. It doesn't seem to have that effect. So we're not too sure why having um, the difference in size and brain would actually make a dog smarter in certain areas. It's something that needs to be looked at more. So these little dogs are not smart enough to be just chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was makes perfect sense. Yes, they, they can't remember that you told them to shut up six seconds ago and they, and they haven't got the self-control to shut up for six seconds. Yeah, I'm starting to hate little dogs too. <laughs> my time. Daniel J.J.J. Beeston. Yes, hello. We lower you from the Smart Hunter Better Comedy Winch 
and we from the blimp as a winch and we lower you into the time machine i am chafing i'm chafing it's it's lying on its side okay why are we not just walking because we dropped it and it fell on its side so now the the door is pointing towards the sky okay sorry about that this material seat that i'm being winched down in is uh, very unpleasant don't worry, Dan. The, the the minor chafing you're feeling right now will be nothing compared to the horrors of time travel on your bare skin. We uh, lower you into the device, close the door with a clang, and I punch in some numbers. The power switches on, and you have one hour to search the internet for information on going to Chicago, 1870. <clears throat> Chicago, city on the move. Dateline 1870, and the tiny rural town of Chicago has exploded in population. A mere 40 years ago, this town had only 200 inhabitants, but now it is thick with population, commerce, and excrement. The 1857 plan to create a sewage system that could take the poop of so many citizens has resulted in a system that pumps untreated sewage and industrial waste straight into the river, where it vanishes and doesn't pollute the city's primary freshwater source at all. Oops, wait a moment. We've poisoned our city and ourselves. Well, the city responds by tunneling out two miles into one of the Great Lakes, whatever two miles is, and building water cribs. This is so dumb. They tunnel out two miles into the middle of Lake Michigan. And then they get the fresh water from there and they pump it back through the tunnels into the town Oh, wow. And then they get all their shit and run off, and they still just push it straight into the river, which goes oh into God. Lake Michigan. Yeah. So, so, they're not, so they're not trying to pump their excrement two miles out. Nope. They're just getting water from two miles away and pumping their shit right next to them. Yes. Good. Yes. That, what could go wrong? All right. So <laughs> all their fresh water gets buggered up. Huge rainfalls push all of this tainted water, pushes all that further into Lake Michigan. Everyone yep. freaks out because they're like, oh, well, now all the filth is going to go out near the water cribs and come back as our drinking water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and everyone freaked out because they don't want typhoid. Yeah, but, you know, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. Now, a very clever man named Ellis Sylvester Chesbra came up with a very clever idea. The river is being polluted and it's running east into the lake, but the river is very slow. The catchment area isn't much higher than the river. Okay. West of the catchment area is a subcontinental divide, but you wouldn't wouldn't notice. It all looks flat, but there is a very, very slight ridge that runs north-south. On the west side of that ridge is a different catchment area that runs down into the Des Plaines River. That river runs south down towards the Mississippi. So, Chesbra organises to dig a canal through the divide so that instead of the catchment of water running east into the Great Lake, the Great Lake is higher than the west side of the ridge, so the Chicago River empties the lake rather than filling it. Ooh! This is a monumental task. They finally succeeded in 1900, well after Chesborough is gone, but the first attempt happens in 1871. Ooh. So that's a year after I arrive. It Ooh. reverses the flow of the river for only one season, but it'll be 28 years before that happens again. Okay. Now, people are anxious about water quality. Always. 
Always. Always. And when you can make people think the city water is bad, you could sell them fresh water for a premium cost. (laughs) Sandstone is a Mm. very good water filter. Mm. Rain pools on top of sandstone, acting under gravity, it percolates down through the sandstone. If the grains are dense enough, the water seeps through and leaves the contaminants behind. It's pH neutral, so the water finally goes deep enough to hit a dense stone like granite, and it pools. So there are other stones that can filter through, but they aren't pH neutral. So sandstone, perfect. Now, the problem is this takes eons, and sandstone is expensive. Mm. Another filtration system is carbon. You put activated charcoal and layers of sand, and you let water drop through it, and you end up with very clean, tasty drinking water. People, what does activated charcoal mean? Ah, yes. People will pay a fortune for that. You can activate charcoal by hitting cellulose with acid or bases or salts before you burn it. Right. Oh, weird. What's it do? What it does is it means that your charcoal has more surface area. It gets sort of ah. more crinkly. Okay. So, or, it can, trap, can literally trap more shit. Tra- it can mi- literally trap more shit. It becomes a Excellent. better sieve. Excellent. Okay, Good. now another way that you can get activated charcoal is you can burn wood in an oxygen-thin environment at a very, very hot heat. Uh, you can make a clay kiln and get it up to a high temperature, seal up the air intake and the heat, and it will carbonise the wood without burning it because mm, okay. it doesn't have the oxygen, but it has the heat. Carbonises okay. it and it turns it into proper activated charcoal. This charcoal right. will, will relight if you burn it around oxygen. Right, okay. So this is a way that you can smell iron. You get the temperatures high enough by burning charcoal, activated charcoal. We've definitely talked about this on the podcast in other Pit My Times. Yes, we have. Now, you don't need activated charcoal. Normal charcoal will work, just not as effectively. Okay. The water runs through the charcoal. The contaminants get caught in the surface area of the charcoal, allowing the water molecules to continue on. So to start up my water purification business, I need a lot of... Of charcoal, preferably charcoal that's been carbonized at a very high heat in a very big fire. Chicago, <laughs> Dateline, November 1871. Bystanders are describing it as the Great Chicago Fire, a huge blaze that swept through the city of Chicago between October the 8th and October the 10th. A long period of hot, dry, windy conditions and the wooden construction prevalent in the city led to a conflagration. All that remains is a township littered with charcoal. But through the smoke, a hero emerges. The great cleanup begins thanks to Dan Beeston, local businessman and do-gooder. As luck would have it, he recently invested in a fleet of charcoal removal vehicles that were serendipitously stored away from the region of the fire. And for competitive rates, he's able to remove all this charcoal and the great city of Chicago can re-establish itself, this time with steel and glass. Perhaps one day, this charred landscape will be a glittering icon thanks to people like Dan Beeston, saviour of Chicago. Can I? Hang on. We've... hmm, Are you you flat out implying that... You're going to start the Great Fire of Chicago? That's the great thing. I don't have to. It happens anyway. My did hands you start are clean. No. Well, did you start it, though? I didn't. I, no, I don't. I, listen to me. Listen to me. I don't need to start this one. There are, <laughs> all, 
So your plan is to not start the Great Fire of London, oh, so London, Chicago, and then... Uh, uh, no, I, I was off. responsible for that one. I worked for <laughs> London, yeah. No, that was me. Rome, that was me too. Right, <laughs> at least you can own up to it. You're going to take all the charcoal and you're going to filter water so people don't have to drink their poo water anymore. Correct. Couldn't you just start a digging business to get the waterways going the other way 30 years earlier? They were, but it, they just needed a huge amount of effort. So they're already that's already underway. It's just going to oh, take okay. 28 years for it to do, be done properly. Oh, I see. Right. Good. Yeah, you don't want to get in. Yeah, I see. You're going to help out. You're going to, you're going to profit in the 28 years. That's genius, yeah. Dan. Genius. I love it. Tell you what, well the, the people downriver, they're not happy. Well, they, <laughs> imagine. They, 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 they tried to sue. They sued them to stop them from f- finishing the canal. Oh, and, oh, wow. and, and the guys who owned the canal were like, hey, they're suing us. And they were like, yeah, we, we better blow up that dam then. And they crept up there one morning oh, and just my. blew it up. And, oh, and the goodness. water came through, and they're like, too late now. Oh, my goodness. Can't turn the river around a second time. Oh, no. It's exciting times. Exciting times. See, I honestly thought you'd go to Chicago and, like, start the flapper craze earlier, or something, you know, the Charleston or something like that. But, no, you've, you've shown yourself to be a versatile and dangerous human being once again. Yeah. <laughs> the flapper dance is not very scientific. Okay, Gregoire. <laughs> Yes. We, you are going to need to pimp your time. <gasps> you are going to the beautiful Gold Coast, 1660. 1660, yep. as in African Gold Coast? Correct. <laughs> That's the only Gold Coast that exists in 1660. Okay. Oh, no, this can't be good. I yeah. Don't, I, 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 I don't know enough about it, but I, I've read bits and I, I've, uh, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun. It depends on which end of the rifle you are, I suppose. <laughs> You're going to the Gold Coast in 1660 uh, to where we now have Ghana. What can go wrong? Walk of shame! You know, Dan, there are times when one of us makes an error and we have created the hallowed halls of the Walk of Shame. So we may announce mere culpa! We have made an error and come out shriven on the other side, our clothes and souls clean of all sin. Or simply enlightened to the truth. Or at least enlightened. closer yes. to the truth. Yes. What with there being no absolute truth. At this time, yes. Karl Popper is madly rotating in his grave. <laughs> A listener called Dan Cohen wrote in and said, just after 4030... In episode 146, he's caught the he's caught the yeah. Michael Barnes disease. Yeah, I love it. You were that's describing... not chlamydia, by the way. That's not chlamydia. No, that's not what I've heard. Oh, sorry, I'm oh no. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know how he he said oh, stop saying <laughs> stop saying ladies, and I was like, yes. All right, I'm going to change to Michael. He sent me another email. He said, please turn, but please change back to ladies. <laughs> He, he had one taste of what what women have to put up with. It was just like, no, please, please return me to my male privilege. That was awful. It was just awful. <laughs> Episode 146, you were just... Des- no, I was. I was describing a spider. <laughs> what are you again? Okay. I was describing a spider that rotated eight times every second. In response, Greg said, 8 RPM, nice. RPM, of course, stands for rotations uh, per minute. No. So the oh, no. spider can do 480 <laughs> RPMs. 
but only R over two because you can only do one eighty degrees. Right. So. I I see. I know. As soon as you started saying it, like, oh no, it's such an obvious mistake to make. Yeah. Ask Greg's an idiot. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate that. Well done. Well done for spotting that very silly mistake. If you have an error that you wouldn't know, if you have an error, keep it to yourself. But if we've made an error, then write in. Please don't write in and tell us that you've made errors. That would get very weird. Uh, but if, if, if we've made an error, write in and tell us. If Dan makes an error, get on to greg at smartenough.org. And if Greg makes an error, please write to dan at smartenough.org. We'll always put them up there and we'll always discuss them. Uh, no, not necessarily. Some are real pedantic. <laughs> Some you just like, ah, oh, thanks so much, but no, I'm not going to do that one. I don't think I did that one this time, actually. <gasps> don't say that. Yeah. No, no, I said, I said, oh, look, that's a, that's a good catch, but it's just a, it was a pronunciation thing. Oh, or, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but you were just like, it's nice. It's a, I like, yeah, I like, I like all those emails. We just don't use them all. Yeah. Or if it's like, if you give one to me about me making a mistake, I'm like, no, I'll just bury that in the backyard. No, I'll never hear about it. <laughs> Along with the minor birds and the ladies who listen to murder podcasts. <laughs> no, wait, hang on. No, they, they, we keep pointing this out. They wouldn't, no, you wouldn't, yeah, they'll, they'll bury you in the back garden. Yes. They're going to kill us all. You realize they're going to kill us all. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. Oh, God help us. It's Greg at smartenough.org. You can follow us on social media by going to smartenough.org and clicking on the social media buttons or the yeah. subscription buttons or any of the buttons there will yeah. work. We love buttons. Press buttons. Monkeys are great at pressing buttons. We're really good at it. There's the- Twitter and there's Facebook. Come and join in. Have some fun with us. It's pretty cool. There will be some show notes there where yeah. you can click and figure out how to vote for us at the Australian Podcast Awards. Ooh. Also, yes, do that. how Chicago reversed its river. That's a good Pretty story. Cool. That's interesting and, to look at. And, and, and information on dogs and cats. We also have a Patreon. So if you want to support the podcast, tell your friends. Tell your friends who like podcasts mm. to listen to our podcast. We just love new listeners. Yeah. We're not doing it for the big bucks. But if no, you want really to give not. us the big bucks... <laughs> You can give us two dollars a month on Patreon to become a smart enoughian, a smart, a smart ass, smart ass, smart no. attack, smartsies, smartsies. Did we do a whole thing about this? Yeah, not smartsies. No, we're not calling them smartsies. Okay. As oh the, my goodness. The smartsy menace. Okay. Um, no. If you would like your name read out on the podcast, you can give us five dollars a month, and we do have a special tier for people who want me to abuse them. Every month. <laughs> now, mm. I thought we'd just fill people in on what we're doing with some of the donations, just so that they know that their money's not just being blown all on okay. like whiskey and stuff. So, um, I bought some new recording software. <laughs> so, yes. hopefully, the sound of the podcast sounds a little bit nicer now, a little bit more AM radio, like a little bit more like sexy, <laughs> and we sa- and we sound less sort of screechy and like with bad treble and stuff. I don't know. Because I also hired someone to teach me how to use it. Yay. Only took us eight years. Yeah. And so hopefully it sounds a bit better. And uh, I'm still Ironically, Dan, right now, because of these software we're using, it, you sound terrible because it's obviously it's breaking up too much. We're getting a bad connection. So you actually sound... When you're trying to talk about how good the sound is. Yeah, I find that quite stupid funny. Skype. 
tell you what, if someone can give Super me a Skype. better thing for Skype. But we also, we gave 20 bucks to Wikipedia because we've gotten way more than 20 we bucks did. worth of value. Like the, the podcast itself <laughs> is the spine of this podcast is Wikipedia. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to put off the inevitable here, which is abusing our top tier patrons. Oh, yes. Here we go. Okay. Now, it's February now because this is a little bit late, but we're going to catch up. We're going to catch up. And look, if you're listening to it late, then, you know, if you come to the podcast like a couple of months after, the, then no harm, no foul. It's just the people who really love us <laughs> whose hearts were yes. broken. And what better month to break hearts <laughs> than February? So I've got some val- Valentine's Day insults for our top tier members. Okay. Dustin Fallon, it's important to make a reservation on February the 14th at your favourite restaurant, Dustin, because that way everyone else can plan to avoid watching you eat. (laughs) Eric Wilson, good luck on Valentine's Day, man. Okay. Scott Driscoll, ugh, good luck. Every day, I guess. You're going to need it. (laughs) Tom Seary. You'd better hope Cupid is packing a machine gun. That little arrow with the heart just isn't going to cut it with you. (laughs) And we have a new... God, people just don't learn, Greg. We've got a new supporter (laughs) in the group. Right. Yes. Steve Stewart. Hi, Steve. Better luck next February, I guess, Steve. (laughs) Harsh. And welcome to the top tier. (laughs) Okay. Champagne for everyone. (laughs) We also get to thank our $5 tier supporters. Steve, I... Oh, and I I switched the order this time. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, wait, here we go. Okay, just because it's not really fair on the people down the bottom of the list because people are tuning out right about now. Yeah, you know, and you know what's interesting about if your name is at the top of lists in life, if you start at the start of the list, you will probably do, well, on average, you do better than some of the name at the end of the list. There you go. It's been shown. Just ask your old pal, Dan Beeston. That's right. King of the world, Beeston. Saviour of Chicago. <laughs> a big thank you to Steve Eichenhout, Phil Holland, Morden O'Hare. Oh, that's a real, that sounds like a Chicago name. Michael Barnes, Matthew Toy, Matt Ewers, Lindsay Jenkinson, Gary Heather, Elizabeth Yunkin, Ilana Mitchell, Earthdog58, Ava Greenbury, Andrew Whitehurst, and Andrew Trousdale. Now, there are there is the $2 tier, and they don't get yes. their names read out at all. Oh. But I thought I'd give them a little taster of what could happen. Ooh, who, who could the be excitement. anyone? Let's the wheel. Oh, no, I'm not actually going to read a name out. Just, oh, okay, just right. initials. Thank you to BR, CF, CM, DS, JD, LS, RC, RK, and SG. Ooh, I almost said your name in the podcast. That felt good, didn't it? A little thrill? Oh, ooh. yeah. I'm yeah, excited. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty good. All right. Please stop signing up to the top tier. It's, <laughs> it's just monstrous. One day we'll have to create a different top tier, but not today. And as we always like to say, stay sexy and don't get murdered. We're going to get sued before we get killed. (laughs) 
Please don't kill us, murderinos. It sounds a lot more sinister when we say it, actually. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Don't get murdered. By like a cis white guy. Check Stay over your shoulder. <laughs> oh, that guy looks a bit like Dan from Smart Enough to Know Better. Dan, don't make this weird. Weirder. Oh, this got weird. Six years ago? Yeah, six years ago. All numbers are arbitrary, technically, unless you believe in platonic numbers. What and then about you think primes? that There's an idea in maths of some people, some mathematicians believe that they are inventing formula and inventing concepts, and some believe they are discovering them. So are they building it or are they discovering it? That's a big ethical is the wrong word, um, I guess. Philosophical? Philosophical argument between mathematicians. Oh, it's a dumb well, one because obviously the ones who say that they discovered something are the ones who are right. Well, maybe. We don't know. Yeah, we, we do. Because the other one's no. dumb. The no, other we one's don't. dumb. The, Philosophy's no, the, easy. <laughs> but the, but the, the issue is we, don't, we have no other reference points but ours. So if we met an alien species, one of the things we assume is that all maths would be the same. We would look at them and say one plus one is two, you know, uh, and differentiation and calculus is all the same. So therefore that's discovered. Therefore it must exist in the universe. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's an artifact of how our brains work. And looking and, and adding meaning to a universe is not necessarily we don't know until we until we meet someone who does maths differently to us or doesn't. Nah, nah, that's dumb. Done. Okay, it's problem solved, everyone. Dan solved the issue. Yeah. To be honest, a lot of the time I I do feel with philosophy, I, I follow your path. People go this or this, and you go it's obviously that one. And they go ah, but is it? You go yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Go, oh, but maybe it's not. And you're like, no, no, it is. It's obviously it's definitely that one. that one. The other one's dumb. It's, yeah, you're dumb and you're stupid for thinking it. <laughs> Being like, oh. a dick about it. Yeah, yeah. You're making it more complicated than it actually is. Yes, it's um, it's sort of funny. Um, this is why I don't like the trolley problem anymore because I always feel the trolley problem doesn't show anything except that how much people are desperate to try and be tricky about the trolley problem. <laughs> all they do is go, ah, well, what I would do is, you know, f- the loopholes, answer the question. And well, on the right, I would definitely, uh, mm, and you're like, shut up. Yes, I understand you've heard the trolley problem before. Now answer it. Like, well, you know, oh, damn it, don't do this. I'd push the fat guy off the bridge because fat people don't deserve to live. <laughs> there you That's, go. Yeah. I, may, I, I still may be doing it wrong. <laughs> get, me, get, get me another fat guy and another trolley. Hey, Dan. Hi. 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 How are you? Oh. Hey, you got your ma- mouth right up next to the mic, did you? Sorry. I'm really sorry about that. Really sorry. Really see- sorry to cause you pain. I see the sincerity in her eyes. Yeah, you can see a lot of sincerity going on. Yeah, that's true. Is she leaving? All right, well, She's- I'll go then. She belts me. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. I'd push you in front of a trolley. <laughs> oh, they eat. You've t- just fallen off again. What the fuck's wrong with my internet? I hate my fucking internet. And I hate Skype. Stupid Hello. Fucking Skype. Oh wait, no. I hate wait. it. Stupid. What's going fucking on? Hate stupid Hello? fucking Skype. Skype's a piece of shit. I'm uh, could kill Hello? Skype. Ah, uh, god damn! I no, hate Skype. Totally gone. I hate Skype so I much. I can't hear you at all, by the god way. God damn! Ah, oh, you wouldn't want to oh, hear me. I'm swearing sucks. up a storm. I'm so fucking angry about Hello? Skype. Fucking Skype! I just hate it. Yes, I hate it, Skype. It, it, it just no. went. No, I fucking <laughs> hate Skype. Oh, you can you can hear me again? I can hear you back. Yeah, poor, okay. it's just saying poor network connection. That's all. Ah, so bloody it's thing. To, it's trying. It's trying to remind us. It's all shit. 
So that's weird. Oh, I haven't uh, forgotten. <laughs> she was just squirting noise through her voice box. She didn't know what she was doing. It was just a weird noise that she was making that made you happy. It's the only thing she's ever squirted. Oh, oh, gross. That's really, oh. I got to take that one out. That's too far even for me. That's, wow, that's, I'm so sad now. This must have happened in history, so I'll yeah. send him to then. You have to be careful because this is what I do with you and you never go, you never pick up on it. So and I was sending you to 1870, not because of the Great Fire, but because of the um, uh, the World's Fair. Oh. One or two, one or two years later, there's a massive world fair there. There's like a, like a, it's, it's, uh, and it's quite a, and it's where the, it's where the first organized, like the first big corporation started, and automobiles, all sorts of crazy stuff happened at these hey. fairs. And, and you pick up, then you don't pick up on that, which is good. Which is you pick up your own things, which is yeah. what makes us fun. So the thing I'm looking for, you don't do, and I think vice versa. So, which is good. It means it means the audience has no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs>